0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. After a long list of changing excuses, Donald Trump is now claiming he was just bragging and throwing out bravado during his recording in Bedminster, New Jersey when he was showing off classified military documents on Iran. But was he lying about lying? Here's Glenn.
1: So friends, when Donald Trump gets caught red-handed, holding a classified document in his hand, disclosing and discussing it with others, people who have no security clearance, people who have no right to know about one word of what's in that classified document. Donald Trump's last gasp to try to avoid accountability for his crimes is to say that he was lying about holding a classified document. He calls it bravado. Here is the new reporting about Donald Trump's bravado this from semaphore. Headline, it was bravado. Trump says he wasn't holding up classified documents in 2021 meeting. And that article begins, former President Donald Trump insisted on Tuesday that he was not showing off classified documents in an audio clip first published by CNN, in which he referred to highly confidential material and secret information that he could no longer declassify. Quote, this is Trump, I would say it was bravado, if you want to know the truth, it was bravado, Trump said in an interview aboard his plane with Semaphore and ABC News. Quote, I was talking and just holding up papers and talking about them but i had no documents i didn't have any documents the latest comments suggested a new potential legal argument from the former president that he was overselling the material he was showing to an aide and people working on a biography of former chief of staff mark meadows in the recording a transcript of which was featured heavily in his recent federal indictment quote I just held up a whole pile of, my desk is loaded up with papers. I have papers from 25 different things, he said, adding he kept relevant news articles about topics like Iran on hand. Now friends, let's review what Donald Trump was caught saying on the audio tape and see how it compares to his claim that he was just lying. This was just bravado. This from CNN. Trump's statement on the audio recording, saying these are the papers, and referring to something he calls highly confidential, and seems to be showing others in the room. And here is some of what Trump is caught saying on that audio recording. Look, this was him. He's referring to General Milley there. They presented me this. Uh, This is off the record, but They presented me this, this was him, this was the Defense Department, and him, meaning General Milley. This was done by the military and given to me, Trump continues, before noting that the document remains classified. See, as president, I could have declassified it, Trump says. Now I can't, you know, but this is still secret. But Trump now says all of that was a lie. It was just bravado. You know, friends, I've heard the bravado argument made before, in court, by defendants. Let me tell you how. And I'm going to use as an example a homicide case, a murder case. You know, I, I tried more than 50 murder cases, so homicide cases are kind of in my wheelhouse. and not infrequently, we would have defendants admitting to their friends, to their associates, to their fellow crew members, gang members, that yeah, they committed the murder. And they would say something to their associate like, oh, and I crept up on that dude from behind, hit him in the back of the head, two to the pumpkin. Then I watched him bleed out in the street. And when that evidence was introduced and offered at trial by me, by the prosecutor, you know what the defense attorneys would often argue? Uh, that, That was just bravado from my client. You know, those were just lies, just bravado. Notwithstanding the fact that the jury saw the corroboration, the crime scene photos and the autopsy, somebody clearly crept up on, snuck up on the victim and shot him back in the back of the head twice and he bled out in the street. Sorry to be graphic. But, you know, the bravado dog doesn't hunt. It is the last gasp of a guilty person who is caught committing the crime, who is caught confessing to the crime to say, uh -uh, made it all up. Lies, bravado. Okay, now let's go back to the semaphore reporting because Donald Trump also had an explanation for why he was using the word plans talking about military plans for a potential attack on iran oh he explained why he was using the word plans asked about his use of the word plans during a fox interview earlier tuesday to describe some items he may have highlighted in the 2021 meeting trump insisted he was referring to building plans and plans for golf courses strewn about his desk quote from trump did i use the word plans he said well what i'm referring to is um uh, magazines newspapers plans of buildings i had plans of buildings you know you know building plans i had plans of a golf course yeah that's the ticket they were building plans. They were golf course plans that we were discussing in an audio recording where he was talking about military plans to attack Iran that were highly confidential, that remained classified, that were still secret. How desperate does Donald Trump have to be? How doomed. Does Donald Trump have to feel how boxed in by the incriminating evidence for Donald Trump to say, no, 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 I swear, I'm just a liar. I I didn't have documents. It was bravado. I was lying about all of that. Does Donald Trump often admit that he's a great big liar or that he's wrong? Does he ever apologize? That's how desperate Donald Trump is. That his last gasp at avoiding accountability for his crimes is to try to claim he was lying about everything that incriminated him. So friends, we can pretty neatly put Donald Trump's statements into three categories. First, statements in which Donald Trump directly incriminates himself. I took the classified documents when I left the presidency. That's directly incriminating. And he has said any number of versions of that, those statements will be used against him at trial. Category number two, inconsistent statements. Statements in which Donald Trump contradicts Donald Trump. For example, We've heard Donald Trump say over and over again that when he takes documents with him, when he leaves the presidency, they are automatically declassified by his very act of taking them. That declassifies them. And yet Donald Trump contradicts that, doesn't he? Because on the audio tape, when he's holding up what he claims is a classified document regarding military plans to attack Iran, he says, this is still classified. I could have declassified it when I was president, but now I can't and this is still secret." That will be devastating evidence against him at trial if the prosecutors choose to introduce it. And then the third category are statements that demonstrate a consciousness of guilt. What do I mean by that? Well, When you know you're caught red handed on an audio recording, holding up and referring to and talking about military plans, classified military plans, you're talking about them to others who have absolutely no security clearance and no right to know anything about them, and then you go out and you tell a lie. A childish lie, a transparent lie, a laughable lie. Like, oh, plans, plans. Yeah, I was talking about plans for buildings and, and golf courses. You know, that demonstrates your consciousness of guilt. In other words, you know you committed a crime. You know you're caught red-handed, so you have to tell a laughable lie to try to cover up your crime. That demonstrates your consciousness of guilt, and that is an attempted cover-up. Not a very convincing one, but an attempted cover-up. Given Donald Trump's statements, Jack Smith and his prosecutors will crush Donald Trump at trial. Because justice matters.
0: Up next, Trump's former attorney Rudy Giuliani has met with federal prosecutors. Did he plead the fifth, or did he flip to avoid being indicted? Glenn talks about that next on Justice Matters. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that, unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be.
0: So Rudy Giuliani has spoken with Jack Smith's prosecutors, presumably to avoid being indicted or perhaps to get the best plea offer he could get,
1: Glenn explains how this will play out for him.: So friends, based on some new reporting, it really does look like things are about to happen. Rudy Giuliani sat with Special Counsel Jack Smith's prosecutors for an interview. Rudy Giuliani, who tried to help Donald Trump steal the 2020 election, Rudy Giuliani, whose law license was suspended because he made false statements trying to help Donald Trump steal the 2020 election. Rudy Giuliani, who was told by Georgia District Attorney Fawny Willis that he is a target of her criminal investigation in Georgia, and we all know that indictments are about to drop in August in Georgia. Yes, Rudy Giuliani just decided to come in sit down with the federal prosecutors presumably spill his guts in hopes of either avoiding being indicted or far more likely trying to cut the best guilty plea deal with cooperation he can cut let's first look at some of the new reporting and then let's talk about what it means this from the new york times Headline, Giuliani sat for voluntary interview in January 6th investigation. And that article begins, Rudy Giuliani, who served as former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, was interviewed last week by federal prosecutors investigating Mr. Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. People familiar with the matter said, The voluntary interview, which took place under what is known as a proffer agreement, was a significant development in the election interference investigation led by jack smith the special counsel and the latest indication that mr smith and his team are actively seeking witnesses who might cooperate in the case the session with mr giuliani the people familiar with it said touched on some of the most important aspects of the special counsel's inquiry into the ways that mr trump sought to maintain his grip on power after losing the election to Joe Biden. Quote, The appearance was entirely voluntary and conducted in a professional manner, said Ted Goodman, a political advisor to Mr. Giuliani. So we know the meeting happened because even a Giuliani mouthpiece confirmed it. The article continues, A proffer agreement is an understanding between prosecutors and people who are subjects of criminal investigations that can precede a formal cooperation deal. The subjects agree to provide useful information to the government, sometimes to tell their side of events, to stave off potential charges, or to avoid testifying under subpoena before a grand jury. In exchange, prosecutors agree not to use those statements against them in future criminal prosecutions unless it's determined they were lying. Prosecutors working for Mr. Smith asked Mr. Giuliani about a plan to create fake slates of pro-Trump electors in key swing states that were actually won by Mr. Biden. One person familiar with the matter said, speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing criminal investigation. They focused specifically on the role played in that effort by John Eastman, another lawyer who advised Mr. Trump about ways to stay in office after his defeat. Mr. Giuliani also discussed Sidney Powell, a lawyer who was briefly tied to Mr. Trump's campaign and who made baseless claims about a cabal of foreign actors hacking into voting machines to steal the election from Mr. Trump. The person said, So friends, these kind of meetings, what we refer to as a proffer session, I was involved with more proffer sessions as a career prosecutor than I could ever count. And often we will sit down with somebody, we'll give them a letter. It's called Queen for a Day letter. It gives them some protection. It lets them come in, talk about their own crimes, talk about the crimes of others about which they know about which they can testify and they can provide all of that information to the prosecutors to the fbi agents without any risk of that being used against them it's kind of a temporary immunity for a day and here's what i can tell you about these proffer sessions often this is the last step before a person in this case it would be rudy giuliani before a person gets indicted, or before a person enters into a guilty plea and cooperation agreement. Now, not always, but it's often the last step, right before somebody is indicted or agrees to plead guilty with cooperation. So friends, it really does feel like an indictment of Rudy Giuliani and perhaps others may be imminent, and indeed we just got some new reporting on that very topic. This from The Independent. Headline, prosecutors are prepared to hit Trump and his allies with new charges, sources say. And that article begins, The Department of Justice is prepared to seek indictments against multiple figures in former President Donald Trump's orbit and may yet bring additional charges against the ex-president in the coming weeks, the Independent has learned. According to sources familiar with the matter, the Department has made preparations to bring what is known as a superseding indictment, a second set of charges against an already indicted defendant that could include more serious crimes against the ex-president and could do so in a number of different venues in other words different locations different jurisdictions like I don't know New Jersey Washington DC could do so in a number of different venues depending on how prosecutors feel the case they have brought against him in a Florida federal court is proceeding. Prosecutors are now prepared to stack an additional 30 to 45 charges on top of the 37-count indictment brought against Mr. Trump on 8 June. They would do so using evidence against the ex-president that has not yet been publicly acknowledged by the department, including other recordings prosecutors have obtained which reveal Mr. Trump making incriminating statements. Additionally, It is understood that special counsel Jack Smith's team is ready to bring charges against several of the attorneys who have worked for Mr. Trump, including those who aided the ex-president in his push to ignore the will of the voters and remain in the White House despite having lost the 2020 election. One of those figures is Mr. Trump's erstwhile personal attorney, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani mr giuliani whose law license was suspended in new york and washington as a result of his allegedly making false representations while seeking to help mr trump overturn his 2020 election loss to joe biden reportedly participated in a voluntary interview with prosecutors working under the supervision of mr smith the justice department special counsel whose office brought charges against mr trump earlier this month. Friends, Rudy knows the value of cooperating against the big criminal fish. In this case, the big orange blowfish. Rudy knows he's about to be indicted in Georgia. Rudy knows he's very likely about to be indicted federally. Rudy's law license has been suspended a couple of times over and he is very likely soon to be permanently disbarred. Rudy Giuliani has got only one play left: to cooperate with the investigation and the prosecution of Donald J. Trump. Hold on tight, friends. Accountability may be just around the corner. And even justice, you know, may be peeking up over the horizon. And justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner, too,
0: on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.